close relationship with them and want to know how to achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanoue, renowned angel communicator. Do you want to know more about angels? Are you ready to level up your spiritual journey? Then you are going to love my inner circle and Patreon. Membership includes great benefits like virtual workshops, mentoring programs, topical videos, interesting posts, a supportive, like-minded community, discounted sessions with me, and access to a library of videos and posts on topics you care about like angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. Join and begin your spiritual expansion today. That's the Angel Room Inner Circle on Patreon. for those who love angels, desire a close relationship with them, and want to know how to achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanoue, renowned angel communicator. Welcome. I have a wonderful guest today. She is uh, somebody I've known for quite a while now. Her name is Sarah Hansegard. Welcome, Sarah. It's great to be here. Sarah is an artist, and, and I was talking to somebody about you yesterday who also uses angels in a unique way, which I love. And Sarah paints these absolutely gorgeous, ethereal looking modern or abstract art I'll let you describe it I don't know the technical terms but all I know is I love it and it speaks to my heart but what's so unique not only about Sarah's artistic talent but that she realized that her paintings are a spiritual shield and so I thought Sarah it might be good uh, first I'm going to say it's a shame that we don't have visual on this show because your paintings are so beautiful so I made a montage of them and on my Facebook page, Ivory Angelic, you'll see a banner in the in the events and in the, the home page that has Sarah's picture and some examples of her beautiful art so you can see it and then links to her website where you can see a lot more. Uh, Sarah, your photography for your paintings is just gorgeous too. Oh, <laughs> I struggle with that so much. It's always a it's always uh, trying to get the the colors to match what it what it looks like in person, but I appreciate that. Oh my gosh, it's gorgeous! But I thought where we could start with this. I was thinking about you yesterday, and I think a good starting point is when did you know that angels were a part of your life, and and how did you know? Oh wow, um, uh, I knew I had abilities probably going into high school. Um, I had some events and some dreams that happened. Um, 
some visitations that happened. Um, and the older that I got, um, especially now being in Arizona, because I'm originally from Minneapolis, um, since I've been down here, I've, I've basically seen them a few times, very randomly, um, middle of the day, in plain sight. I've seen one on an airplane. Um, and I felt them around me, you know. Um, and the more that I've gotten into my art, my my photography and my painting, um, the more that I realized that the the theme and the the subject matter that I was pursuing was always about something spiritual um, and maybe reflecting what I was going through, but definitely the duality of light and dark. Um, and maybe bringing more light to this world. We need that. We need all we can get. You yeah. know, it's it's interesting because when I look at your paintings, I can't say that they there. It's not like there's some sort of a painting of an angel. However, angels are beings of light, and there is a quality about your paintings that reminds me very much of angels and how they come to me, how they appear, and something about the lines in your paintings also remind me of angels, but it's more about the frequency and how it makes me feel. So I'm going to go back and ask you a question. You said, you know, seeing angels. So how have you seen them? What have they appeared like to you? Really randomly. Um, I remember coming home. I, you know, I went to, I did my undergraduate work at ASU. I remember coming home from class and pulling in the driveway and there was a angel standing in the neighbor's yard across the street, just standing there watching me pull in the driveway. And what did it look like? um, She's come through pretty much looking the same a couple times. Um, Tall, slender, kind of has a white sheath, but kind of modern, long, dark hair. Um, Probably one that I've seen the most. And as I looked and as I'm pulling in the garage and I look in the rear mirror, like it didn't dawn on me at first that that's what it was. Um, And then I look again and and she was gone. Uh, There was nobody in the rear mirror and I would have seen her. Um, And the same the same angel, um, my husband and I were flying back from Minneapolis. We were, you know, it was we're coming. I think we're coming back from a funeral and they were de-icing the plane and my husband was a little nervous about it. I don't think he had been through a flight where they had to de-ice the plane. Um, I looked ahead and she was, same same angel, was standing rows and rows and rows ahead, probably 15 to 20 rows ahead, um, but standing through the chairs, standing through the seats. So you couldn't see her legs, but you could see that she was standing through the, through the plane seats. So I knew that she wasn't, of human form. And that was the same appearance as the one in your driveway? Yeah. Interesting. I really miss seeing angels like that. I saw them only like that till I was 12 or 13, but then almost almost 100% of the time since then they have appeared to me as what they are in the celestial realm, which is beings of light. And I appreciate, don't get me wrong, people listening or angels with me, I am so blessed to see them and feel them and hear them as easily as I do. And I know that, but I do miss seeing them in that type of form more often. And I mean, and, and audibly I've heard them. Um, I've heard almost 
it almost sounds like choir singing, but it's a, but it's singing that you've never heard before. And I was such a, like it just it gives you chills when you hear it. I was gonna say it's too beautiful to bear almost. Um, yeah. That time yeah. when I did a mediumship reading and the woman's husband was too weak to talk to me, so he just showed me the afterlife. And that's what I heard was singing like that. And since then, I've heard that off and on. And it is just like many voices so beautiful that the human ear just can barely tolerate it. It's just chills and it makes me cry. So I'm so glad you that you know what this means, though, Sarah. I hope you do. It means you are an angel person. My for me, an angel person is somebody born with that ability to see, hear, and feel angels so easily. It's just, it's a God-given gift. And I think it's so beautiful that you're using your gift to help others by sharing your art. You know, and we touched on that the last time we spoke, too, about how there are different ways to communicate with spirit and angels. And and I guess it didn't dawn on me that I'm kind of doing certain way the same type of work that you're doing I'm just doing on a on a visual level and I, um, I so love it I wish I wish I had known you were doing this before I finished writing my book oh. but I guess I'll have to put you in a future book because I definitely would have mentioned you in the angel people chapter where I talk about how people are using their gifts that you don't have to do what I'm doing but this this I think is going to awaken some people who probably are feeling that they're that they're channeling something but they don't know what it is or they feel like something's helping guide their hand or guide their creativity with their art. And it never occurred to them. It could be their angels. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think as artists, I think we're probably, I think that a lot of us are in tune spiritually. um, And I think a lot of the gifts that we are given um, are channeled. Um, And I think I just have the added benefit that I can kind of, Maybe I get to take it one step farther. Um, I'm just blessed that I understand where it's coming from and trust it. Absolutely. And and again, I'm, it's such a shame people can't see your art right now, but I hopefully they're pulling up the Facebook page and looking at that montage of your art. At what point did you realize that angels were involved in your photography and your painting? Um, as I was working on my bachelor's degree and working on my senior exhibition, um, the, my, my, my photography is very different visually than, than my abstract paintings. Um, a little darker, but a little more emphasis on light and dark. Um, but it was also the journey that I was on, um, as I was, as I was creating these photographs too. So, um, I really got into landscape photography. Um, I shot a lot of four by five, which was amazing. Um, and I, I need to get back into that a little bit. It forces you to slow down. And if you don't know what four by five is, it's the old school camera with the bellows and the lenses. And you have to put the drape over your head to see the image on the on the glass that's behind the camera and it's upside down so you've got to oh, have wow yeah so it's projected upside down um it's all manual so i mean i was trusting my 1973 light meter that i got secondhand and 
trucking out into the desert um, shooting these photographs and it forces you to slow down because you've got a film slide. So you've got a, a four inch by five inch film slide. Um, so maybe at best, I think when I would go out and shoot, maybe I would have like a dozen, um, a dozen negatives with me and that mm -hmm. was about it. So you really had to slow down and concentrate and make sure this is it. This is what you wanted to photograph. That's um, so old school. And I love that. I I'm very old school with a lot of things. It was, I, I, I miss it. So that, that process of it, I miss it so much. It really forced my, I felt like my photography got so much better because you really had, I mean, we would go out and I would have between 15 and 30 minutes between each photograph. So you'd set up your shot, check it a thousand times before you, you hit the trigger. Um, but we had experiences when we were out. I mean, my husband and I, God bless him. He, he, he deals with all my, my, my baggage with doing art. Um, but we would go out and we would be at Swara Lake or somewhere else. And, you know, there were a few times we were out too, and there was spirit with us. There were some times when we, we didn't want to stick. Um, we would get in an area and, um, it didn't feel like we were very welcome and I would get a couple shots and, and we would move on. But there were some times when I really felt like, and I think we both felt that we had presence with us and that we were safe. Um, and that's when I started really kind of putting that there. So it's been a good over 10 years. I wanted to tell you, you know, you were talking about he puts up with your the baggage, but your angels were saying he's so proud of you. He's oh. so proud of your your art, your gift. Uh, so it's it more than balances out. You know, and it's it's an experience that we had together too that we'll we'll never get we'll never have again. And and it was special to both of us because we both felt it. It was pretty amazing. So when you're in the presence of spirit, if God's with you, if the angels are right there with you and making their presence known, there's just once you know what it feels like, there's no mistaking it. Yeah, 100%. So, Sarah, what does it feel like when, let's go to your painting, and only because um, I have a feeling it, it pertains more to that. Yeah. What does it feel like when you're painting and the angels are involved in the process? I think it just, it feels... Um, a little higher vibration. Um, it just feels good. And you get into that channeled zone place that I think a lot of artists get into. Um, I think it's, it's just the way it comes out and what I do. And it's the intent of the message. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, but it comes through in the marks that I make on, on my paintings in the first layers. Um, and how the light and dark balance, but, um, you know, and sometimes, I mean, sometimes I, I, I can kind of feel like I've got something around me. And then sometimes I feel like, you know, the music that I listen to helps kind of raise that vibration too and gets me, gets me into that zone. But it's really about being in the zone and connecting. And I think that's just the part of the source that I connect to. And, and I trust. I Go ahead. No, and I trust it. I mean, it's, um, I don't try to force 
too much on what I think it should be. I let things roll and trust that it comes out and it does. That's a great way to just live life too. Things seem to work out better that way, don't they? Everything in divine time. I know, because I just apply that to the rest of my life. <laughs> so that's yeah. very interesting. What kind of music do you listen to to help you get into that frequency? Well, I wouldn't say it's, I'm, I'm not listening to gospel, angelic, whatever, but usually it's, <laughs> it's usually uh, British, British rock and a whole lot of prints. So uh, being from Minneapolis, I think it's kind of sacrilegious if you're not into prints, but um and usually, usually, I swear, if I'm really stuck, if I put my my playlist of Prince music on, it will get me right back into the zone. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But it works. The main thing that matters is that it's music that uplifts you, that makes you happy. I, I do have a CD that when I really need to get into that zone, I need a little extra help. It's called Holy Harmonies. Have okay. you heard of that? No. Oh my gosh. It is like music from the other side. It is just so beautiful. It it's incredibly beautiful. I'll have to I'll have to promote that because people need to know about that. But any anything that uplifts you is raising your frequency and it and again, if you want to connect with angels, the trick is raising your frequency because the frequency of angels is so much higher than that of humans that we need to come up higher to be able to hear what they're saying, see them, feel them better. So it totally makes sense that you're uplifting yourself to start doing your art. Absolutely. Yeah. Does it ever feel like they're literally guiding your hand? Um, I can't say. I, I can't say because I think I get to a certain point where I don't remember a lot of it. I can remember... The colors I'm using, I can remember some of the marks that I'm making, but there's a lot of it um, as far as the process and mentally what I'm thinking about as I'm doing it that I don't remember when I get done. I got to tell you, like I, my book's coming out in a day now, which means I have done editing on that book for over six weeks now. I've read that book over and over and over. And every time I'm like, I don't remember writing that. And I do know that my angels were absolutely telling me what to write and it just flowed so fast and I'm a fast typist I could barely keep up with it that I don't remember writing everything that's in my book because a lot of it came from my angels so I understand that it's it's a sense of wonderment for me yeah and then and I'm just learning to trust it and I feel like my paintings come out better the more that I trust it and sometimes I'll step away. I mean, I make, I, I, there's a lot of layers into my work um, and I'll get to the ugly place on a painting just like everybody else does. Um, and I'll learn to step away, but it feels like I can come back the more I, the more I connect spiritually and kind of lean into that, um, the more I can come back and resolve an issue on a painting too. It seems a little quicker than maybe I used to. And I wonder if that is your conscious mind getting in the way of your free-flowing process when you come to those places. Oh. Uh, I know for other creative people, it can be. 100%. You can't think your way through something that you're being channeled through angels. I totally agree. Do you ever tell people 
when your 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 paintings are in galleries and you've had showings, do you tell people at that time that they are divinely guided by angels? I have not. It's uh, you know that I was coming out of the woo woo closet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of am because um, it's. I think it's deeply. It's been deeply personal, and I think in some ways, I think some of the spiritual topics get a little polarizing. Um, I think there's a lot of people that maybe aren't ready to talk about things like that or don't think that they exist. Um, and so I, I think I haven't, I haven't spoken about it as much because I don't want to get put into the category of, you know, I mean, is it real? And is, is she, is she, is she telling the truth on this? Um, I don't want it to be about that. I just want it to be about, it's not that I don't want it to be about the spiritual thing. I, I want people to experience it without the filter. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And it's the truth is that art of any kind, the people who it appeals to are going to be the ones who feel the intention of it, they feel the frequency of it, or they need it, and they're drawn to it. They're maybe not very far on a spiritual path yet, but maybe they need spiritual protection. Yeah. Actually, you know, we've got so much, we've talked about this, there's so much division, and it's just the, the opinions that people have now are not it's not carried through the same way it used to be. You could respect somebody else's opinion if it was different and it wasn't this whole big thing. And now everything has been made into this whole big thing. Um, and I think there needs to be a shift. And maybe I think it's individuals that need to make the shift that maybe we need to work on ourselves spiritually and raise above this um, and take responsibility for that. But um but I think this is just one little piece of it. You know, I think if it makes people feel good, um, they like to look at it. I don't care. I don't care if they, if they, if it blends in with their living room, but it just, you know, there's, like you said, there's a, there's a reason why maybe they're drawn to it. And, and I keep my intentions really high and good behind what I do. And I understand what you're saying about, not wanting that uh, spiritual part to get in the way that you want everybody to be able to just look at it and enjoy it, make up their own mind about it. And it's kind of the same with politics. I, I don't want to get deeply involved in it because I never want politics to prevent somebody from hearing the message of angels. It has nothing to do with politics and I don't want that becoming a barrier. Absolutely. And the same with this too. Um, I, I just, I hope people feel the intention that I put behind it because it's always good. And and now I've gotten to a point where, um, you know, I've got some prayers that are written in a couple of them that just kind of automatically came out of me. And some of them you can see and some of them they're just kind of covered under the layers of color and paint. Um, but it's it's all just really hopefully a good feeling and good intention behind it. And I hope people pick up on that. I'm sure they will, because even before I knew that there was a spiritual component to it, I could feel that in your art just looking at it. So I'm sure whether people recognize what it is they're feeling or not, again, it touches them at a heart level, at a soul level, which is part of what art does, art of any kind. 
is to touch your heart and your soul. So something I mentioned earlier, and I do not want to forget this because I think this is crucial to your interview today, is that you came to the realization that these paintings are spiritual shields. And to me, that makes you a spiritual warrior of a very unique type. You're not seeing demons and entities and and things of that sort, but you are very much fighting the dark. Yes. How did, how did you realize that? Um, I think it's been an undercurrent in my work for a while, especially when you, when you think about duality and how you have lightness and darkness at the same time. Um, and it's definitely been a theme that's come up in the last over 10 years in my, in my work. Um, I will share that I lost a dear friend of mine. Um, I'm so sorry. But the night that she passed, and it was December 1st, 2020, um, you know, you kind of, you go to bed, you're upset. um, And, you know, subconsciously, you know, she's, she's in my thoughts. So I go to bed and I have pretty vivid dreams. I have pretty lucid dreams. And, but you can tell the difference when you have, just kind of this crazy dream with all these things going on. And when you have an actual visit, like Mm -hmm. when you have angel come in or, you know, spirit come in or someone that you, that you know, that's passed or whatever, you know, when it's a visit and maybe you can touch on that a little bit too, but um, I kind of had this, I don't know, even I've never had a, a, a dream as dramatic as this where I had Archangel Michael standing next to me. I had my guide standing next to me. I had just, I, I, I can't, I couldn't even count. I mean, it was a dozen maybe angels that were in the stream with me. And they started talking about my art and they were showing me things on my art. And I've gotten little bits and pieces in dreams before of like how, and I think you know, I think I've kind of written it off as maybe I was trying to resolve a problem and I go to go to sleep and I'm trying to resolve a problem on a painting and it comes through like, try this. Um, now I know after this dream that it's definitely, you're, it's the guidance, but I had this pretty dramatic dream and there were probably, you know, as I said, probably over maybe a dozen, whatever, angels to my left and they were showing me all these paintings that I haven't painted yet. And they were kind of coming down from top to bottom. And the only way I can visually, visually describe it is like a magic carpet ride. So it was one after another, these vividly colored paintings. Um, and I, I remember kind of, I was kind of lucid at the time. And I was kind of asking questions like, well, would I use this paint color? Or would I? And they were they were telling me like, no, you're not going to use naphthol red light. You're going to use magenta or whatever. And it was trippy because I, I was experiencing this really big thing, this really big dream. Um, and the presence in the dream was huge. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm watching this whole thing and these paintings are coming in and they're showing me that this is, this is what I'm going to do. Um, which is pretty amazing. And I can still remember most of it too and I've I've since scrawled what I could into my sketchbook so I had I had a little record of reference to go by but but they talked about 
um, how my paintings are spiritual shields for people with everything that's going on in this world and that they were they're being created to protect people spiritually um i love that yeah and it, it, i mean it kind of blew me blew me away and so i mean i mean you have so many things going on in this dream but i'm still like kind of experiencing my own emotion and reacting to everything too and they went on to tell me that you know you're one of our spiritual warriors you're on the front line and immediately go into a place of self-doubt you know i'm not really you know i wouldn't if you dealt with me every day you wouldn't think yeah she's really tough she's uh, she's out there (laughs) maybe only when i get pushed to a certain point but but you know it kind of it blew me away that they said that so they're showing me all these things and and i'm still subconsciously have my friend rochelle who's passed that day and she's still in my thoughts and she and her husband come in on my right as this whole dream is going through so i kind of look over and i'm like oh my god it's it's rochelle so now i feel like i've got both of them they both passed and they're on my right and they're witnessing this whole dream and what they're telling me and this whole big here's here's your you know your work's meaning um and at some point you know archangel michael was saying something and i don't know if i can swear or not but rochelle (laughs) rochelle to my right looks at all this all this going on and basically right in front of michael and the angels was like holy bleep um which made me laugh and and then in my dream and i'm thinking oh my god she's swearing in front of my archangel michael but i'm sure he's heard worse i'm sure sure he's heard worse for me but um but it was so great because it was like the comic relief like i kind of woke up after all that and i was laughing and crying at the same time and just you know to be given this gift of like here's why you're doing what you're doing and then to have her come in and do that that was just like and it's so her she totally would have done that that is the triple gift in that dream because you got to receive very important information about your life purpose and shown specifics of what you're going to paint and who you are what you are you get to interact so so intimately with your angels and you got to see your friend Rochelle and her husband on the other side and that they're fine and yeah. by the way Rochelle has such light about her oh as you're talking about her, like, man, I can just see it and feel it shining from her. Yeah, she's she she was both of them amazing, amazing people. So that was and I have no doubt. I mean, I, I have no doubt that she probably had a hand in that. She probably nudged that right along and was like, I'm going to be there. So, um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. You know, and I, I remember waking up the next morning and it was a Friday night, I think. And um I remember waking up the next morning and telling my husband about it. He, he just was, I'm sure he didn't even know what to say. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it stuck with, obviously it stuck with me and it's a date I'll never forget, you know, and I always kind of felt like I knew my purpose, but to get that 
was pretty spectacular. And especially to get that at that time. I mean, I know it didn't take your grief away about Michelle and her husband's death, but I'm sure it did do a lot in the way of healing and giving you such clarity with your purpose. 100%. Because I know you have another job, which just boggles my mind because your talent is so huge. So I think you're I think you're on your way of segueing into doing your art and photography full time. I know, but, but it's, you know, uh, it's, it's after that dream, really, I have, you know, I was talking to another artist friend of mine and she looked at me and she said, you have, you have the work now for a whole solo show based off of that one dream. She goes, that's wow. the way it needs to be done. And wow. did you paint all of those, Sarah? Oh, I'm, I've got like maybe a tenth of it done. I mean, they're, it's, wow. it's a lot. Yeah, it's gonna How do you a- remember all those paintings? I remember all the colors. I just, I can remember, I can still see the sequence and how they came in. I, I don't wow. know. Um, I've made some, I've made some little mini paintings in my sketchbooks that we used to have a reference on colors and texture and all that kind of stuff, but... I can still see a lot of it. Thank God. Wow. Did you make notes about it too when you woke up? Yep. Good. Yeah. Good. That kind of, it's reminding me of something I call a parade of angels. A different way I was shown this, like, and when you were say, talking about one painting after another, like there's a thing I have, the parade of angels. When I'm really in need, especially if I'm in danger, I will in a waking state see an angel come in, follow, it'll just go right through me, leave the room, and then another one's right behind it. And there could be hundreds of them till I fall asleep. And wow. it's the it's a similar kind of thing that you're being showing, like one painting after another. It's like, oh my goodness. That's that's like being a singer and being shown every song you'll ever sing. And I have had visions of finished paintings and that's been happening for a few years, but I've never had it where I've had a download of like, you know, 10 to 15 paintings at one time. It's probably closer to 15. And I, you know, I got to tell you, I think that's similar to being a medium, whether it's with spirit or angels, it's mediumship of different kinds. So when I was new at that and training to be a professional And my mentor said, you need to ask to be shown what your symbols are. And every night in my dreams, I was being shown by my angels, just one after another. And they would tell me what they mean. And I'd wake up and I'd have a little flashlight. I still do this little (laughs) flashlight and a little notebook. And I'd write them down. But once I was maybe six, seven months into doing this work professionally, I stopped getting those. And it was like, then you're kind of the process is self self propelled. And that, and and receiving the symbols and figuring out what those symbols are, that's a huge part of what you do. I mean, that's a huge part of, of understanding that language and how you receive the information that you get. It is, because it's it's the shorthand of mediumship just to get a, some an idea across very quickly, yep. which allows me to give more messages, more information from angels or from spirit if that's what people want. But most of the time I'm doing angel work more messages from angels that, you know, people just really need that right now for the same reason that they need your artwork. They need that 
angelic knowledge, that guidance, that angels who can see everything behind the scenes, everything that's going to happen to us, direct connection with God, you know, that kind of guidance is not provided anywhere else. Yeah. And how do you, how do you explain it? How do you, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you communicate that to people that don't have a lot of experience with this? I start, usually they come to me and ask to, they're curious about angels. They want to know more. So they'll do that meet your angelic guide session with me. And the first thing I do when the first angel comes in is I teach that person how to feel the touch of their angel, what it feels like. And once they have that, once they feel that, that is when a window opens and they can start embracing this because people usually have to experience something for themselves to truly believe it, embrace it. I agree with that. I agree. You can talk about, I mean, I think your experiences are are great. And I know because of my gifts that you're a hundred percent genuine in what you're saying, what you're experiencing and people can maybe relate to it in a way, but they'll never truly understand what it is unless this happens for them. But I want people to know this can happen for them. And I think, I think we had that conversation recently where we talked about this for a reason. So you could come on the show because it's an awakening of sorts for other artistic people to ask their angels for that kind of creative input, guidance, you know, uh, help me with what I create, help me make it something that, that uplifts the the planet that provides joy and hope and peace. You know, and and I think too, I think there's part of me that thinks, you know, I'm just one person that's doing this and it's such a small blip. But at the same time, if we were all in more on, on this type of thing, how bright would the light get? Absolutely. It's never just one person because you are so right about that. Like millions of people just being their one person doing the, whatever they can, whatever their gift is. Uh, and even if, if you feel like you don't have a spiritual gift or you don't yet have a connection with your angels, first of all, anybody can, can learn to have a close connection with their angels. That's what my mission is all about. My life purpose, I, my angels made me do it. And I'm glad they did because I absolutely am passionate about it. I love it. But the other thing is that even if you don't feel you have a gift, your intentions are everything. If your intention is to uplift, if your intention is to heal, is to be compassionate, to be gentle, to be kind in in whatever you do, your one thing, one person thing you're doing is huge. Yeah. And And I'd also like to add that even if people don't feel like they or think that they can feel those are their 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 guardian spirits around them um it doesn't mean they don't exist absolutely it's like many other things in life just because you don't see or experience it doesn't mean it doesn't exist so the thing is if people want to experience their angels if they want to have them involved in their work and their life and their heart All you have to do is just have that desire. Your angels know it and they'll present an opening. You listening to this show today could be because your angels guided you to listen to this show. You know, I mean, it's just works that way and how they guide us and many other ways as well. 
Yeah. So what's coming up next for you? Do you have a show coming up? Um, maybe some things coming up, not solidified, but I do have, um, I have had another kind of big dream that came in um, a few weeks ago after the one from December. So um, I was shown my work going a little bit different direction as far as um, the the way my work looks and how my work is built. So um, I'm leaning a little bit towards sacred, not even a little bit. I was shown that I was going to be doing some work with sacred geometry. So I will be doing some abstract kind of wall sculptural pieces um, that will have a sacred geometry element to it. I so look forward to that. And when you get something solidified, let me know because I'll promote it on my social media because I want to help angel people in any way I can, Sarah. Oh, I appreciate that. And it's interesting because it always, you know, it came in and I'm, I'll be honest too, because I'm not really like 3D sculptural. That was never really insane. Um, but I kind of woke up, I kind of sketched it out and I'm sitting here thinking like, how am I going to, how are we going to build this? Um, and it wasn't only just, four days, five days later that I crossed paths with someone that I greatly admire on social media and him and I started talking and went down the rabbit hole and he's probably going to be the one that ends up helping me create these <laughs> and build these. So it was, it was like asking you shall receive it. It, it is so true. Really They'll be put yeah. right in your path so you can't miss it. And I don't want to forget, Sarah, we're running out of time, but I want to be sure you have an opportunity to talk about how people can see more of your art and, and connect with you. Well, um, I'm on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, Sarah underscore Hansgard. Um, and then also I've got my website, which I greatly need to work on, but it is www.sarah-hansgard.com. So we still have maybe like 12 minutes left, but I'll have you say that again right at the end. But I want to be sure that people have a chance to find it because your art is just very striking. So I want to talk a little bit more about this new direction you're being guided into. When you say sculptural, is it multimedia? I think it's going to end up being 3D kind of wall sculptural I was shown. I was. I was shown how it's going to look. I just have yet to figure out how I'm going to build it. How what we're kind build of it. colors are involved in it? I think it's going to be kind of the same color palette that I'm that I've been working in, and it's definitely going to be more abstract as far as like texture and line and everything. But I think the shape of it is going to be sacred geometry, and I think there's going to be a three D dimensional. As far as um, the surface of it um, is going to raise up and have some angles, I just the, would the you use is, would you use that same kind of paint that artists use? And I I'm just learning how to do this because I'm learning to paint angels. But when you use the the special uh, ingredient to paint that allows you to sculpt the wings to look like feathers, is it that same thing? I think it's actually all going to be out of wood. I think wood. it's. Yeah, I think it's all going to be wood. Wow. Are you carving this? I, 
don't know yet. I don't think so. I think it's going to be all kind of pieced together. I think it's going to be engineered. Um, oh. My my friend's got some ideas about it. Um, but I think it's going to be really clean lines. And then the my overlay of my abstract painting over it is how I see it. I'm trying to picture that in my mind. I, I think I have a pretty good idea. It sounds very interesting. I really like sacred geometrics, and that's something that uh, we use at my business, Sedona Soul Sisters. We we use that regularly and individually as well. But uh, it's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of funny. Back in the early 90s, I was studying in Prescott just privately with somebody about uh, working on my intuitive gifts and and uh, healing techniques and things of that sort. And she had given me these symbols and told me that they were sacred geometry. But really what they ended up being was like very high-level Reiki symbols. And I was a Reiki master through her as well. But it was just pretty funny. So for years, I thought those were sacred geometry. And then when I really started diving into it, I'm like, no, no, sacred geometry is very different. This is- oh, yeah, and it's huge. I mean, it's in everything. It's It's... It's so, in nature. I mean, that's, it's, that's, it's, it's so beautiful. Great. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned the Reiki too, because I'm, I'm also a Reiki master and um, that was part of, part of things that I experimented too in my photography. Uh, when I was out shooting, I would, you know, pull in a little Reiki as I was taking photographs or as I'm working on paintings, I would kind of bring that in a little bit too, but um now it's become a little more automatic and channeled so i don't i don't use that as much but i'm sure that helps with um my ability as far as keeping that kind of channel open i'm sure that helps strengthen it i'm sure sarah do you know what light language is a little bit i'm going to send you some things i'm just getting guided that that's something i'm supposed to send you some information about it's something we we talk about a lot on the Sedona Soul Sisters show, my other show, and we did a whole episode about like what it what it sounds like spoken, what it looks like, what it sounds like sung, and I'm really being guided to do the singing. I've been a professional singer since I was five years old, and that's just something I'm really guided to start doing, but I'm feeling like there's some symbols in that that are going to fit in the artwork you're being guided to do. I think you'd be interested in seeing it. I'd send it over. That would be great. It's the language of the angels. It's the language of celestial realms. That's awesome. Yeah, and I can't believe that I really didn't even know about that till uh, Terry Ann Russell, who works with us at Sedona Soul Sisters, she's really into it, and she was showing some of her art, and it was so beautiful, and it's basically just writing messages in light language, but it looks like art. But... Um, there's so much out there and directions people can go in, but I, I feel like, uh, and I didn't even give you a chance. I I said what I see your art as being. How do you describe your art? Oh man, um, I think a lot of it's rooted. I, I mean, I start with a lot of mark making at the beginning, just to kind of they, you hear a lot of artists talk about activating the canvas or activating the surface, and I do that, um, and I. I think the way that I make my marks, um, certain things come up. But now, I mean, on a finished piece, um, you'll see different imagery 
that's not what I intended to paint, but will come through. I mean, on as far as mark making, I see a lot of crosses that come through. Um, there's a lot of birds that come through in my art. And on the finished piece, you'll see like a dove that'll come through. Um, you know, I've got a coworker, I was showing him a, a piece and, and he was like, oh my God, there's like an eagle face in this. So there's imagery that comes through just from the mark making that kind of shows up later at the end. And it's always interesting to hear others that are just, you know, viewing it and what they see when they look at it. Because there's butterflies that'll come up, dragonflies, different things. And it's not, I'm not intentionally painting that, but that it just ends up showing up. You're just allowing it to go where it's intending to go. Right. <laughs> yep. That's so interesting. But I think a lot of art is like that, whether you're an instrumentalist, a, a singer, a painter, a dancer, you don't always know what the piece you're creating is going to be in the end, but you just follow that creative process. Yours happens to involve a lot of angelic guidance. Yep. Absolutely. What would you say to artists out there who are interested in having their angels help them more with their art? I think just putting the intention behind it is a lot of it. When you get yourself in a good space, get some good music going and ask for the guidance. Um, I think that's the first step. That's the first foot on the path. And then just see what comes through and um, learn to trust what you get. And, and I would add to that, that if you feel like you're having difficulty making that happen, do meditation every day, whether it's traditional meditation, guided meditation. There's also, I always say, meditation doesn't have to be the traditional kind. For some people, when they're gardening, they're meditating. I've had men tell me when they're playing golf, they feel they're meditating. Some people feel like they're meditating when they're doing dishes. For me, my best meditation is playing harp or one of my other musical instruments. I'll get lost for hours and just my mind is just completely free. And I do get a lot of inspiration. And you know how when you go on a long car drive, you can get ideas yes. and you'll, you'll have um, problem solving thoughts because it, you are getting in a meditative state. And sure, we shouldn't be while we're driving. But <laughs> the reality is that if it's a wide open space and you don't have to think a lot about, you know, you're not in heavy traffic in inner city, it your mind does tend to let go a little bit. So the point being, give that to yourself daily. Um, I, I made some uh, guided meditations on YouTube that go with my book, and they're open to anybody. One is how to connect with your angels, so it will prepare you for hearing, seeing, and feeling them, which will help with your art. The other one is balance, opening your chakras to the fullest. The third one is starting your day at your highest frequency. So all you know, those those two especially, but even the chakra one will help you. Raise yourself up so you're more likely to connect with your angels and faster. So yeah. I, my my uh, YouTube channel is Ivory Lanou. Same as my name, Ivory and then Lanou, L-A-N-O-U-E. They're free for anybody and there'll be more. I've got seven more I'm going to be making. Uh, Sarah, any last thing you want to say today? No, I'm just, I'm thrilled to be with you again. And um, it just was a... It was a great conversation that we had a few weeks ago where we kind of put some pieces, puzzle pieces together, I think, as far as the work that you do and the work that I do and, and how it kind of fits and how we're all kind of doing 
a version of the same thing. I thought that was just super intriguing um, and very inspiring. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. You know, I, that that means a lot. Part of, I, th- I think, what I like to get across to people is you don't need to do what anybody else is doing. I'm a big believer in being your unique self, doing things your way, doing things uniquely. And so copying what somebody else does is not the way to go, but asking your angels the way you're meant to go and figuring out what feels right to you, boy, that that's the, the key right there. And I think a lot of it, it's, it's trust. It's really... Um, if you're getting things and, and I would say too, um, you know, pay attention to, to things that repeat, pay attention to messages that, that tend to repeat, pay attention to, you know, if you're getting the same numbers again and again, you're getting, you're getting messages, you're getting little nudges. Um, and it's, it's just having a little awareness with that and, and, you know, finding out what that means for you. A hundred percent. I want to thank everybody who's listening and who's listening later on the podcast platforms. I so appreciate you tuning in. I pray that you get what you need from this show and that maybe it provides some inspiration to you. And again, one more time, Sarah, what is your website? Oh, thank you. So my website is www.sarah-hansgard.com and it's S-A-R-A-H dash S-E-G-A-R-D.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, uh, Sarah underscore Hansgarden. If you have any doubts about the spelling, visit the Ivory Angelic Facebook page. You'll see that. And I just want to say till the next time, may you feel the blessing of your angels surrounding you every moment of your every day. You've been listening to The Angel Room with Ivory Lanou. Tune in next Sunday at noon Arizona time for another enlightening episode. <laughs>